The second reading that we have tonight is about baptism. And um, I want to talk about baptism, but I want to talk about it by talking about one of the canticles that we have tonight. In the evening prayer of the church, we always have two canticles. A canticle is um, a canticle is a, a song. It's a song, and the words of that song arise out of the scripture itself. And uh, the Magnificat is Mary's song, the song that she sings to her cousin Elizabeth, but sings to the whole world, sings to God, and sings to us. And then the song, the Nunc Dimittis, is the song of the old prophet Simeon, who's been waiting all of his life to see the Savior and Mary. In both cases, Mary is, Mary is bearing the Savior. And in the Nunc Dimittis, she brings him into the temple, and the prophet says, Now let thy servant depart in peace. The evening prayer of the church, we're having this beautiful service of Eastern Song, which we have about once a month or so, but this is the ordinary daily evening prayer of the church. And in the ordinary daily evening prayer of the church, uh, we hear these words of Mary. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. We hear these words addressed to us. We hear them addressed to God. And we hear them also as an invitation to join with her in her song of praise and thanksgiving. And when the Magnificat is sung, or it's said in an evening prayer service, and there's an adequate congregation, and preparations have been made, it's customary to sense the altar. Holy smoke, right? Sense the altar with holy smoke. So what is that about? Well, incense is... Uh, powerful symbol, in the, and uh, you, one of the characteristics of symbols is no matter what you say about them, you can't exhaust their meaning. If you could exhaust their meaning, you could say, you could say in other words, but, you know, that's the whole point is it, you can't say in other words, you have to do it. But we, we use incense, it comes down to us from the worship of the temple. It's one of the things that shows our continuity with the worship of the Jewish people and the worship of the temple. This uh, plan and liturgy of, of, of praise and thanksgiving that God gave to the Jewish people. Uh, incense is expensive. It's a, a sacrifice. And what is a sacrifice? It's an embodied prayer. And so the holy smoke going up is an embodied prayer. The psalmist says, let my prayers be, be before you as incense, and my praise is the evening sacrifice. When incense is burned, it is burned in recognition that God is present. And you'll remember that when the three kings come and offer their gifts before the Christ child, gold and frankincense, and murder, well, it's really two kinds of incense. One that is particularly associated with death, and one that is particularly associated with deity, frankincense. So, incense betokens the presence of God. It betokens prayers of praise and thanksgiving. Uh, it's also used to bless things, to 
um, sanctify things, to consecrate things, to set them apart. And uh, what is it to bless something? To bless something is to thank God for it and to offer it uh, back to him. So why the Magnificat? Why this song of Mary? Why there do we use incense? Let's just remember where this song comes from. So this is... This, is, this song comes from what happens right after the dialogue with the angel. Gabriel comes to her and he says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And he tells her that God has elected her to bring salvation to the world, to, to bury to, to bear and to embody the Savior, that, that, that the Son of God will take flesh from her. She does, how can it be? But she says, nevertheless, be it unto me according to thy word. A similar word had come to Zechariah in the temple, that he was to be the father of John the Baptist, and and... He doubted and became silent. Mary trusts. And she soon breaks into song. Having trusted in God's choice and having trusted in God's promises and, and, and having received God's gift, which is a total and complete gift of himself to the human race for the sake of our salvation. And having given herself totally and without reservation in response to that, having, St. Augustine says, conceived the Lord in her mind and heart before she conceived him in her body. She rushes off to her cousin. And her cousin greets her. And Mary's response to her uh, cousin's greeting, which is, why should the mother of my Lord visit me, is, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She sings this great song. She sings this song of joy. Now, what is the joy that Mary has? The joy that Mary has is that she has found human freedom. We think what it is to be free is to be unconstrained. We think what it is to be free is to have nobody to tell us what to do but ourselves. She understands what real human freedom is. What real human freedom is is the freedom to achieve the end and the purpose for which you've been made. And the end and the purpose for which the human race has been made is intimacy and fellowship with God. The end and purpose for which the human race has been made, for which you and I have been made, 
is that we might be conformed to the Son of God and grow up into the full stature of Jesus Christ. That we should be Christ bearers. Now, this is true of Mary in an absolutely unique and and, uh, irreplaceable way. She is the mother of all believers. She uh, she bears uh, the word of God into the world out of her own flesh. But she invites us to join with her in her freedom, an unreserved gift of the self to God's unreserved gift of himself to us. She invites us to participate with her in her freedom, which is true human freedom. And she invites us to join in her song of praise and thanksgiving, which is welling up from the depths of the human soul, finding its complete joy in the perfection of our purpose. That the love of God should so enter into our hearts and souls that Christ would be born there, and that we would grow up into the full stature of Christ, uh, that we would be changed from glory to glory, and that we would more and more resemble him. St. John says it does not yet appear what we will be, but when he appears, we will be like him. So when we use incense at the Magnificat, It's a recognition that God has fulfilled his promises and that the word has become flesh and is dwelling amongst us. When we use incense at the Magnificat, it's a recognition that like the cloud of incense hovers over the altar, the Holy Spirit has hovered over us in our baptism and that we have become pregnant with the love of God, and that God wants to embody his love in our lives, and that finding our purpose in conforming ourselves to this love, our song rises up with Mary in her song of praise and thanksgiving. Let our prayer ascend as incense and our praises like the, in, like the evening sacrifice. And let us say with Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. In the name of God the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.